Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the Close of Business podcast. It's the 21st of February, 2023. My name's Kyle Rudder and I'm here, well, I mean, in spirit anyway, with David Scott. He's in our Adelaide studio. Scotty, how are you going? Mate, it's uh, fantastic. It's been an incredibly hot uh, Tuesday here in Adelaide and you get hotter during the week, much like what's going on with earnings season today. Yeah, absolutely. It has heated up. We've had a couple of big names. Uh, We may as well start right there because I suppose BHB is the uh, news of the day, uh, posting half-year results. And, well, if you just look at the absolute numbers, a significant drop in revenues, a significant drop in profits. In fact, both came in below analyst expectations, at least when um, uh, the, the ones that I could gather from Reuters this morning. Dividend, a fraction, a very, very small fraction, higher than expected. We did see a drop initially in the share price, but clawed back almost, well, at one stage into positive territory. Uh, Overall, it didn't look like a fantastic set of numbers. If anything, it sort of pointed to perhaps peak mining profits. Did you take anything away from it, Scuddy? Because it obviously was very, very influential in terms of the intraday action on the market. Yeah, contributed to the softness of the overall broader market today. Finished down 0.2% or so. Look... I'm not an analyst in that uh, that sense from uh, from an individual equity perspective, but I found the price action really constructive when it came to when mainland Chinese markets started going come online about 12:30. That's when you saw that big uplift in BHP share price, not only BHP but also Fortescue and Rio Tinto. There's a lot of strength coming through in Chinese iron ore futures last night. I wonder whether that more so than the actual results contributed to the price action we're talking about today. Obviously. Uh, a few people are pretty excited about the prospects for recovering the, the housing market and property construction in China. Maybe that was the market looking forward rather than looking backwards at the results. Yeah, most definitely. And I suppose uh, guidance was reaffirmed but, uh, from BHP. And I did speak to Martin Crabb. He was in for his Tuesday interview this afternoon, uh, talking about a little uh, how, how small, I suppose, uh, obviously Australia is in the large context of things in terms of the investment community. You did look uh, right around that 12.30, quarter to one uh, time period, uh, the, the, the BHP share price took off. Um, and the way flows effectively can uh, just sort of drive uh, price action and and be a reflection on a uh, you know a thematic a play on a, on a particular story rather than necessarily the uh, well uh, absolute mi- uh, micro fundamentals of of a company so um, I mean you can kind of question perhaps whether that's a little bit optimistic or not whether we can expect uh, BHP which is already at record highs uh, to continue to prosper in this environment uh, but nevertheless it does seem to be uh, that China trade and interestingly enough Scotty we had the material sector up by about zero point seven percent for the uh, uh, in terms of the sub index on the ASX 200 today. So overall, it was a pretty good day for the miners. Uh, Let's get to an area that we're both reasonably comfortable, Scuddy, which is obviously trying to talk uh, macro. RBA statement 
The first headline uh, that seemed to be blaring in red was uh, that the uh, central bank was tossing up between 25 and 50 at the last meeting. Of course, we got uh, more of that hawkish rhetoric that came out of the meeting itself uh, two weeks ago about the need for further rate hikes. What did you make of the statement? Because it was one that the, the markets, to be fair, more or less brushed off other than a, a brief rally in the Australian dollar. Yeah, look, I think some parts of the Aussie market reacted to it. If you look outside the resources space, uh, there's a lot of weakness coming through. A lot of uh, subsectors went and closed down more than 1%. Uh, look, obviously, a lot more context about why the RBA was, uh, was getting a little bit more forceful when it comes to the language on inflation. One thing that really stuck out to me is that uh, it is clearly putting a lot of emphasis on its liaison program and uh, what the businesses are telling them about when it comes to wage pressures and the like. Uh, certainly, it's basing a lot of uh, its concerns about the potential for a wage price spiral, about uh, know, the fact that uh, know, a lot of employers, a third or so, are looking to go and pay their employees, apparently uh, pay increases of more than 5% per annum. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see indeed. But, um, you know, whether it's sort of an, a, a matter of, you know, generals fighting the, the, the last war, they certainly spoke of the risks of inflation remaining higher for longer and that having the effect of sparking a wage price spiral, of course, anchoring or unanchoring inflation expectations. Still a major concern with uh, price growth uh, so strong. And, of course, in the official data, uh, no signal yet, um, even if there are some uh, perhaps more uh, timely indicators suggesting as much that inflation is coming down. So clearly not wanting to play with fire in that regard. And, and you did say that too, Scuddy, um, in terms of some areas of the market that did underperform perhaps on the basis of the RBA's uh, statement. We did see a lot of those interest rate sensitive areas of the market suffer uh, today. So telcos, IT, the likes, those ones that tend to be a little bit duration sensitive, uh, real estate as well, um, finishing lower and actually uh, being amongst the, the biggest laggards, if you will, uh, for the market. And Scotty, obviously... Uh, a big episode of The Call today. Obviously, Koshi was in the hot seat. He was joined by Mark Morland and Scott Phillips. They discussed uh, what was a big riser in the market today. John Ling's group. Here is what they had to say about the stock. doesn't pass our filters so on that, so we wouldn't be interested in it. The 53p at the moment, I think, is way too high. That's, it's still showing a 6% return on a margin of safety and 9.10 on a default. PE over the next five years, but that default PE is assuming, sorry, that default return is assuming the PE is going to be up at the same sort of level in right. five years, okay. which is, I think, pretty heroic. Um, I tend to be a little more agnostic, I have to say. Mark's point about the really low margins and the short history is well worth considering. There has been, of course, a lot of natural disasters very recently. If that is the new normal, climate change and everything else, then maybe these guys are off to the races for years and years. If it is just a case of they're growing because they're taking their place in that value chain and eventually that then falls back to GDP-like growth, then the Mark's point, you don't want to be paying these sort of PEs for this sort of business. It's a low-margin construction business. These are not good quality businesses, generally speaking. Yeah. It doesn't... Okay, well, you can get the full episode, obviously, on the platform there. But uh, I think it was up by about 12% or uh, so, Scuddy, when I checked uh, the boards at the end of the session. So uh, worth having listened to, to what uh, both gentlemen had to say uh, about that company. Uh, but let's move on to some of your favorite interviews of the day to wrap things up. Um, Scuddy, anything that um, I suppose you saw or perhaps an interview that uh, you tackled uh, that uh, really jumped out? Not really today, mate. I uh, only did a couple. Uh, yeah, uh, drop in Global View. Uh, Anthony Murphy from Lucerne Investment Partners 
Uh, it was always interesting to go and have a chat with him, uh, multi-asset manager, including in private markets, not buying the hype and the, uh, the rallying risk assets that we saw in January, just pointing out that a lot of it's occurred in those uh, you know, really badly beaten down areas of the market. Uh, so not, uh, not chasing that, uh, but still talking about the merits of private markets uh, and also a few tips as to what he thinks makes for a good private asset manager. And uh, put it shortly, it's uh, big is not always better. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was very, as I said before, uh, fortunate to welcome back Martin Crabb. Had a really good discussion about, again, some of the um, uh, issues driving investors this earnings season amidst, obviously, this uh, deluge of micro and macro data. Uh, and his key takeaway there, I wouldn't want to obviously spoil too much, but is, um, you know, looking uh, through uh, across the valley, he said, you know, he's really focused on trying to find companies uh, that are valued cheaply now and, and looking to, to earnings out in the next 12 months rather than obviously getting caught up in uh, the swings and roundabouts that can come about at this time of the year. A lot of really good CEO interviews, of course, uh, Nadine Blaney uh, had a chat with BHP today. I also had a chat uh, with A2B Australia, which is a small cap, um, formerly cab charge, but um, really kind of actually quite fascinating. I really enjoyed that one, talking about the changing landscape when it comes to uh, transportation uh, there and how the businesses is now trying to obviously react to, well, what was a uh, little bit of a, um, perhaps lost its way a little bit in terms of its core business, but also trying to compete in the uh, space now, which has obviously been disrupted over the last 10 years or so with, with Uber. Uh, Gags also chatted to Hub24, it reported today as well. Claude Walker also came into wrap sort of three uh, three small cap stocks which reported today, which caught his attention. All of those uh, will be on the platform. So if you're uh, interested in any of that, make sure you um, do jump online and uh, and have a watch. But uh, Scotty, uh, again, we'll call it there. But anything you're watching in particular in the, in the next 24 hours, obviously we've got a bit of news coming out. Well, the states are going to be back online, FOMC minutes in the next few days, PMIs, anything at all that's uh, really tickling your fancy? No, I'm just it's welcome to have the U.S. markets back. I found that uh, when they're not around, uh, we just kind of waffle our way through and uh, and wait for it to return. So, let's go and see what happens after the other uh, break. Did President's Day bring uh, some fortune to uh, to those out there? We're in a bearish mood. Well, we'll find out what guess when we wake up tomorrow morning. Absolutely, we'll cover it all off then. Well, Scotty, uh, have a great night, mate. We'll talk tomorrow. Sounds good, mate. You too.